Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm your host, Jerry Page Butner. This week, we are going to dive deep into the world of functional nutrition with a very special guest expert who knows a thing or two about this topic. Let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. A direct quote from Hippocrates. And this guy was the father of medicine, so I imagine he knew what he was talking about. And yet, in our modern healthcare system, it's interesting to note that a 2017 Harvard School of Public Health report found that most medical schools in the United States teach less than 25 hours of nutrition over the four years of training they receive. It was also found that less than 20% of medical schools have a single required course in nutrition. There's a gap that can be filled here, and functional nutrition helps to serve that gap. It has always fascinated me that in past years, I fully believed, and I know that so many of us fully believe, that the medicines that we take and the creams that we put on our body can positively impact our health, right? But we don't so much believe or think about how everything else that we put in our mouths and onto our bodies truly impacts our health. In the recent years, I have been able to heal multiple health concerns with the support of nutritional remedies that were targeted and intentional, along with other modalities. And I've been blown away by the impact it can have on our health. So I'm so excited to have our guest expert today. Stay tuned to hear about fascinating research findings that share how what you're thinking when you're eating impacts how your body actually engages with the food. We'll also learn all about what functional nutrition is versus the more standard and general definition of nutrition. We're also going to geek out on Dr. Joe Dispenza and the event that we met at and the important role our intuition plays in healing ourselves via a mix of Western medicine, Eastern medicine, and everything in between. Before we dive in, I'd like to welcome you to the Abundantly Curious podcast, where we aim to spark curiosity, ignite inspiration, and open your mind to expand into possibility. Each week, we'll sit down with experts to dive headfirst into the magical, mysterious, and awe-inspiring elements of our world with a focus on topics found at the intersection of science, spirituality, and self-help. Make sure you never miss an episode by hitting subscribe now and joining our email list at the link in our show description and show notes. Okay, our guest today is Alex Hoynatska. Alex is a functional nutrition guide, meaning she knows how to use food as medicine. She is the founder of Health Accomplice, a supportive place for people who need guidance on their health journey. Alex's own health journey started in her late 20s when she was battling hormonal issues and started learning about holistic health. She's now committed to bringing her learnings to light and sharing her experience to help others. I first met Alex in December of last year on a Dr. Joe Dispenza week-long advanced retreat, and I'm pretty sure we met on the very first night, and then we were kind of inseparable for the next seven days. I think we ate most meals together, sat next to each other during every lecture and every meditation, and over the course of that week, I just learned so much from her. She is a wealth of knowledge. She takes such excellent care of herself, and I'm really excited to have her here on the podcast today to share her abundance of knowledge with you. Alex, thank you 
Yay, I'm so excited to be here. Yes, we are quantum buddies. I loved meeting you at the Dr. Joe retreat. And I feel like, I don't know, our energy and our two other buddies, like the four of us, it was, it made the experience so much better. So I'm so excited to be here. I agree. And I feel like we, it wouldn't be right to dive into this without at least talking about where we met and how we met in that experience for us. Because I feel like Dr. Yeah. Joe that week was pretty profound. How was it for you? It was incredible. I think for me, and this is tied to my journey, for me, it started with food. Obviously, being able to use food as medicine um, made such a difference in my life. But ultimately, all signs pointed to, hey, your body doesn't work in a silo. Your mind and spirit or, you know, your mind and your soul, whatever you want to call it, also have and play a very big role in your health and wellness. And the more I kept going on my journey, the more like the louder it got that it's also very spiritual. It's also very mental. Your thoughts matter. They create not only your reality, but also, you know, are part of your physical well-being. Thinking certain things can bloat you or not. I mean, it's kind of incredible. And so the Dr. Joe journey for me was kind of my um, gateway into going deeper into that realm. And the entire experience blew my mind. I went into it pretty blind. I didn't want to know what we were going to experience. Um, and there's not a lot out there in terms of like what you will experience. Some people are doing podcasts about it. But Anyway, I had no idea what to expect. I was just completely open and the experience blew my mind and blew me open and blew my heart open. And yeah, it's changed and it's it's essentially changed my life in a lot of ways. I continue to incorporate his meditations into my work and not only his meditations, but just the perspective that I got from that retreat in my everyday And what that means is like less attachment to things, remembering how connected I am to everything and everyone. And that elevates me in so many ways when I'm having like a hard day or if I'm not feeling great in my body. Um, So yeah, the the retreat in and of itself was a mind-blowing experience that I would recommend to anyone and everyone as long as they're open to it, you know? Mm, Yeah. I totally agree with that. And it's one thing that I remember because he's a funny guy, Dr. Joe. I didn't know that whenever we went into it that he was going to be so hilarious. But one thing that was funny that he would bring in and out the whole time is like, I eat gluten, I drink wine, I have cheese, you know, and he has his own perspectives on kind of how powerful the mind is and how you don't have Mm -hmm. to have this like perfect diet all the time in order to have great health. As a functional nutrition expert and guide, what are your thoughts on sort of the balance of what we put into our body via the mind and the body itself? Yeah, that's a really, really great question. Um, Dr. David R. Hawkins also talks about this in his book, Letting Go. There's this like ideal of a human being where your mind is so powerful and you are in such a good place and you are so centered and you've tapped into your higher self and the quantum and all of the things Dr. Hawkins and Dr. Joe kind of talk about. And in that world, you can theoretically eat anything. And that 
one, that gave me a lot of hope because it's really, really hard to be so strict in a particular diet or lifestyle. And it's really, really overwhelming and exhausting. It can get exhausting. So knowing that you can overcome it and knowing that you can't control everything out there and there's so many environmental toxins, et cetera, and you can only control so much. But as long as you focus on your inner state, you can overcome that and take the good and leave the bad. That was super um, eye-opening for me and gave me so much permission. That being said, that is not an easy place to get to. That is like, quote unquote, utopia. That is something we are all constantly (laughs) working on, right? Like at the end of the day, we're still human beings and a lot of us are still living in the 3D. And there is this sense of like abiding to those rules and, and laws. And the balance is knowing what I know knowing that sometimes I do have to kind of abide by the rules of the earth and 3D and that like food does matter. There is a there is a physiological reaction and a chemical, biochemical reaction when I take a shot of apple cider vinegar and I eat a meal and that steadies my blood sugar and that reduces my anxiety and all these things. Those are all very like 3D tangible things that I know I can do to help me. Um, But at the end of the day, I do know that it's mind over matter. And no matter what, that there is this like element of even if I don't do that, but I'm enjoying my food and I'm creating so much peace around it. And there's an elevated vibe around what I'm eating. I'm not eating it because I'm trying to fill a void. I'm not eating it because I'm torturing myself and it's not good, but I know it's healthy for me. There is this like high vibe of like, this food is so good for me and or not, but I'm eating it in a way that's bringing me joy. That elevated state, it does actually cause a 3D, you know, reaction where you're producing less cortisol. And because you're producing less cortisol, because you're in that state of joy with your with your food and you have no anxiety and you're sharing it with people that you love because that cortisol is so low there are other things that then happen that create a really beautiful digestive process so you can take the good and leave the bad if you're eating a ton of gluten um so yeah i think that my long-winded answer (laughs) is in a dream world you could eat anything because your vibe is so high and you have so much control over your body it is a really, you know, difficult place to get to and we're all striving to get there. Um, so balancing that out with knowing what works really well with your body, being conscious of the fact that mind, body and spirit all work together and that you can be eating the healthiest, most nutritious meal and not absorb any of it and digest it so poorly if you're stressed out and you're anxious and you're thinking negative thoughts. So it all works together and there is this like balance of, knowing what's good for your body and knowing that all these things play a role. Mm, Yeah. And what I took from that as well was it matters at your state of being as you're consuming. Like if you're eating a salad, you're like, I hate this salad. This salad is stupid. You're probably your body's going to digest that food very differently than if you're like, "Mm, I am nourishing myself right now. Yeah, there is this interesting study out of Stanford. Dr. Huberman had it interviewed. I forget her name now, but it was a study done at Stanford 
with a group, two groups that were given the same exact breakfast. Each group was given the same smoothie, same ingredients, same caloric amount. I think it was like 400 calories for the smoothie. One group was told this is a really healthy smoothie. It's super healthy um, and nutritious and it's going to be so good for your body. The other group was told this is a really like dense, caloric, delicious, heavy smoothie. The group that was told that it was healthy for them did worse because they thought, oh, I'm depriving myself of something. And when I say did worse, their bodies produced more ghrelin so that they were then hungry immediately, even though they shouldn't have been hungry because it was the same caloric intake. It was a very balanced smoothie. Essentially, like the premise was it was a very filling and satiating smoothie, but the group that thought they were depriving themselves of something were hungry almost immediately afterwards, whereas the group that was told, no, this is very satiating. This is very indulgent. They were fine. So there is something to be said in this like health and wellness space that we shouldn't be quote unquote torturing ourselves. We should be eating things that are delicious. And we should know that the foods that we're putting in our body are satiating and or feel that way. The way that we talk to ourselves about our food is clearly incredibly important because it has a physiological impact on how much ghrelin we produce. Like I said earlier, if you have anxiety while you're eating, you're producing more cortisol that disrupts your digestive Mm. system. So yes, your mood and your understanding of what the food that you're eating is doing to you impacts the results. And Dr. Joe talked about this at his retreat too. He said, the more you understand why you're doing what you're doing, the better the outcome is. So it's almost, you know, kind of goes hand in hand in in terms of like understanding why you're eating certain foods or telling yourself a certain story about certain foods. Like if you're eating something really healthy, like a salad, put stuff in there that you love and think to yourself, wow, this salad is satiating. This salad is like a really heavy caloric Caesar salad type of thing, even if it's not. If you maybe tell yourself that, you'll be less hungry and it'll balance your blood sugar a little bit better. Something that really struck me there is this notion that the mind, what you said, the more that you know, sometimes the more response you'll get from something or the easier it'll be, the more outcomes you'll get. I've experienced, and I'm curious to know if you've experienced this at all either, that the mind can actually serve as a gatekeeper to possibility. And that's part of the reason why I've even launched this podcast all about curiosity and exploring new things and opening the mind is that once my mind has opened up to the possibility of like, oh yeah, this one thing can happen, whether it's energetically or physically or mentally, it's suddenly easier to access that. Uh, So I'm curious if you've had any experience with that and what it's been like for you. I mean, I think that Yes, definitely. And one constant student over here. Like, I'm just always curious, always in awe, constantly learning, very open minded too about different perspectives um, in terms of, especially when it comes to health and wellness and diet. You know, I've explored all sorts of things like going vegan, and I understand that lifestyle and where, you know, where that comes from and how that can be beneficial for people. Um, and then the carn- the complete opposite, the carnivore diet, how that can be helpful and, and more beneficial to people. I think 
the the more that we open our minds, the more we're able to think for ourselves. And ultimately, it comes down to the fact that we're all such unique uh, beings and we all have such individual needs that I think the more that you open your mind the, the and the more curious you get and the more you learn and the more you realize, oh my God, there is so much I don't know. And that is an incredible thing. The realization that you, when you come to that realization of, oh my God, there's so much I don't know, that opens up, like you said, a world of possibility that anything is possible. And then you get super creative. Also, I mean, again, not to tie this whole thing back to Dr. Joe, but one of the elements of his meditations is really not doing things based on your past experience, not doing things on you know, your known future state because your known future state is based on your past experiences. It's really opening up your, yourself to the possibilities that exist in the quote-unquote quantum, the, the field where anything and everything is possible. So if you are dealing with, since this is kind of my, my practice, right, functional nutrition, using food as medicine, if you are dealing with an illness or a chronic illness or an ailment, something's up with your body. Maybe you have acne or maybe you have hormonal issues and can't get pregnant, or maybe you're dealing with something more serious than that. Understanding how to navigate through food as medicine, but also through that mind-body connection, knowing that, oh my God, is it possible that I can make this food work for me? by just using my own thoughts. How cool is that? Let me try that. Anything is possible. Believing, belief and faith in the fact that anything is possible and understanding that you don't know, there's so much that you don't know, leaves room for so much magic. And I think that mm. magic <laughs> is where we find a lot of surprises that can be so healing. Mm. And I'd love to take this opportunity to go back a little bit and talk about your journey, which I think has held a lot of magic and how it led you to functional medicine and nutrition. Yes. So uh, where do I start? I think I'll start when I was in college. Um, I studied abroad and I was in the south of France. Super lucky to be there. Um, it was a magical experience. And I remember just being bedridden when I was there and having the worst case of FOMO, right? I'm like 19, 20 years old. All of my friends are like partying somewhere, like on a beach, meeting amazing people. And I am so, I have no idea what's come over me. I'm not sick. I'm just, I have chronic fatigue. And I couldn't even like get out of bed. My body feels really heavy. And if anybody understands what that feels like, it is very different than feeling tired. Feeling tired is like, great, I can have a cup of coffee. I can like power through this. Feeling fatigue is like literally your body is a piece of heavy machine machinery and you literally can't lift it up. And you're like, wow, I, I can't even move my body. Like no amount of espresso shots are going to help me, which I did rely on those a lot when I was in my 20s. And that was kind of the like first like red flag. Hey, body is, you know, quote unquote, whispering to you, there's something off here. But 
at 20, you don't make those connections. You're like, what the hell is this? I just like want to have energy. Let me try to like drink more coffee and, and see if I can power through. So that was kind of the first like red flag. And then my hair started falling out. And I didn't notice it at first because it wasn't like that obvious, right? But uh, my mom started noticing it because I had, I used to have incredibly thick hair. I mean, people used to stop me on the street and be like, whoa, your hair is so thick. And all of a sudden my part was getting wider and my, I, I didn't, I couldn't understand it. And obviously that like hair is so important to anyone. Um, and for me, it was devastating. It was like, oh my God, what do I do? I have to go to the doctor and figure this out. So let me consolidate the next like six years. So from when I was like 21 to 27, for those six years, it was just slowly, slowly, you know, getting worse and worse. And sometimes it would get better and sometimes it would get worse. It was just like a constant thing. And I would go to every dermatologist Philip Kingsley Salon Institute, super popular in New York, paid $1,000 for an appointment, saved up my money to do that because I was desperate for an answer. And no matter where I went, every single person was like, "You, we have no idea. Your blood work looks great. I think you're just overly stressed. I'm like, everyone's overly stressed. Why is my hair falling out when I'm like in my early 20s? And, you know, Obviously, I'm stressed. I'm in college. I'm my first job at a college. Like everyone is stressed. Like why is this happening to me? I don't understand. No one was able to give me answers, and they just shoved, you know, Rogaine down my throat. And I was embarrassed about using Rogaine when I was like 26. I was like hiding it from my boyfriend at the time, and I was like, oh god, I'm like gonna pour it in different bottles, and like, you know, <laughs> like there's such a stigma. I don't want to be like this 25 year old using Rogaine. It was just so bad, and. Anyway, there was a lot of fatigue uh, also. So it wasn't just hair loss, it was fatigue and no one could give me answers. And finally, I, um, when I was, you know, 28, decided I was like, I'm going to do this myself. Like I am going to figure this out myself. I'm going to go the natural holistic route and see if anyone can give me answers. And I had this inkling that birth control was something I should get off of because I wanted to basically cleanse my body. And so that was an in intuitive hit. And intuition is a big part of all of this too. Intuition, um, knowing what's good for your body because we are all so unique. One thing that may work for one person may not work for another. Following your intuition is so, so important. So I had the intuition to get off birth control, but I knew that I couldn't just go off cold turkey because my body was going to freak out. So I got myself an acupuncturist. This was, I was living in San Francisco at the time, an acupuncturist, a naturopath, and a nutritionist, all three at once. I found the best people, researched them. I don't know if they're still practicing, but Karen Duggan was the nutritionist. Trey McLaughlin was the acupuncturist and April Blake was the naturopath. And I remember their names because they changed my life. They were like mm. three angels that were here to help me figure out my body. And oh my God, it was like, they opened a whole new world for me. So what we found out, um, and I'll try to, you know, make this, I won't get into too much detail, but essentially what we found out was one, I have the MTHFR mutation, both mutations, which no one had tested me for 
for the last six or seven years, but April Blake knew to test me for that because anyone with that mutation should not be taking birth control. It exacerbates symptoms. Anyone with that mutation cannot easily absorb B12 and folic acid, which are building blocks of hair as well. Um, I couldn't, I had a, I had methylation issues in my body. Discovering that was a game changer. Then Karen Duggan worked with me on my diet, you know, because I have, you know, these mutations, by the way, these mutations are incredibly common. 40% of the population has them. It's not a rare wow. thing. Wow. It is not a rare thing. So it's something that they never tested for because they didn't think it was important. Now doctors are testing more and more for the MTHFR. There is a website called Wellness Mama. She has the MTHFR mutation. And she does a lot of great um, content around like what she does to, to just, you know, navigate around it. It's, you know, when I first found out, I was so freaked out. And then, you know, my naturopath, April Blake was like, don't freak out. It's, it's great that you know, because knowing is beautiful. Now you can just navigate around it. All you have to do is just work on your methylation. And that means taking a methylated form of B12, methylated form of folic acid, maybe take more Epsom salt baths, maybe sauna a little bit more because your detoxification pathways are a little impaired as well. So all these things were just, you know, things that I could incorporate that weren't, you know, so scary to do. Going to a sauna once a week is not the scariest thing. Taking a different kind of supplement is not the scariest thing. So it was really eye-opening and really incredible. And then diet-wise, um, Karen Duggan helped me do the elimination diet for around, like, it was a little bit under 60 days. I eliminated dairy, gluten, um, and all processed food from my diet for 30 days very strictly. I mean, I was doing everything to a T and then realized I was very sensitive to certain dairy, not all dairy, and then very sensitive to gluten. And so I gave those things up and also started eating real food. I threw out the processed stuff. I mean, I was, my diet before that was definitely like processed cereal and, you know, like sandwiches. And, and I, w I wasn't eating terribly, but I wasn't eating real whole foods. And so my diet shifted and it completely changed my life. Wow. To go back, just because I'm so curious, what does methylated mean? What, how, what does that shift? It means, so it, methylation means that you're breaking down these supplements and, and vitamins like vitamin B12 and folic acid into a bioavailable form so that your body can actually use them. So essentially, I wasn't absorbing nutrients at all. It was like okay. someone was throwing something at a wall and it was just like bouncing right back at me. You know, like there was nothing getting absorbed into my system. And so my hair wasn't able to use any folic acid and B12, which are both important to hair, skin, and nails. Biotin is also another important ingredient. But anyway, those two in particular, my body wasn't able to break them down into usable forms. Wow. Okay. And then you have so much understanding of what's happening and how you can fix it versus just sort of like treating the symptom itself, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so you have so much understanding and you get to a place where you really know how to navigate your own body. You know what's good for your own body. And, and then you get to play around with the mind and spiritual stuff, right? Because it's really hard to meditate when you have anxiety or it's really hard to meditate when you are so tired, you just fall asleep. 
And it's, you know, feeling good in your body with food is a really great baseline to opening the door to going deeper because a lot of these things, I do believe in the psychological aspect of every ailment. And um, it was interesting to understand like, wow, my body isn't absorbing things that it needs. What does that mean from a spiritual perspective? I'm not accepting of the love that I deserve. I'm not you know, treating, like giving myself what I need, how can I work on those things in conjunction with like the physical things like changing my diet and making sure it's getting, my body is getting everything that it needs. This is such a beautiful story to me because I feel like it really demonstrates how things are in boxes. They aren't in silos, right? Like it is, it's all this symphony playing out all together. And a lot of times, especially in our mainstream communication, we think like, oh, it's your intuition versus like research or it's the tests, medical tests and things like that versus the spiritual. But what I'm hearing is that these things all supported one another and kind of like weaved in and out together in a way that really worked for you. Yes. Yes. It's, I don't think anything is in a silo. I think there is so, people are so sensitive about the word God, but there's God in everything, in my perspective, in the food, in the understanding of how your body works, in the physical understanding, in your thoughts, in everything around us. And I think it all works together. So it goes back to your first question of how do you find balance between, you know, being this like superhuman and able to like eat and do anything and be exposed to all the toxins and being able to like breathe through it and breathe it out. And and yes, that that is definitely there. And that's a possibility. And there's people that have done that that are incredible and amazing. And then there's also the like, and I'm human and I live on this earth and <laughs> I have this body that has these like biochemical reactions to certain things that I can play around with and get to know. Like I can do it all and I can explore it all. Mm, all of it, whole, everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, so at what point of this healing journey, which sounds just so profound for you, were you like, okay, functional nutrition, I'm so interested in this and I want to learn how to do this and share this with other people? Oh, yeah. When when something starts working, you're like, I don't know, for me, when, when it started working for me, I was blown away and fascinated. I'm like, oh, my God, I feel like a whole new person. This is great. I want to go deeper. I want to dive deeper into it. And I started consuming a lot of content on Mind Body Green. I started consuming a lot of podcast content and decided that one thing, you know, my my coworkers were always coming to me for advice at the time too. Like, Alex, can I eat this? Can you look at the ingredients and tell me if I can eat this? And it just was a natural thing. I think that we talk about this a lot, just like in within my friend group. And a lot of times I've heard this on podcasts too, but when you're looking for what your purpose is on this planet and why you're here, it's always great to see what you naturally gravitate towards, what you like, what content you like consuming, and then what people come to you for. If people are coming to you mm. for like fashion advice, can you style me or can you give me advice on like home decor? Like maybe that's your calling because clearly you're naturally exuding the fact that you're an expert in this. And so people were 
naturally coming to me for just advice on what they should consume and what they should eat to feel better, get more energy, whatever, detox. And I was like, I need to make this a little bit more official. And also, I want to go deeper. I want to continue learning. There's only so much I can learn from a podcast or a book. So I signed up for the Mind Body Green Functional Nutrition Program, which was incredible. Um, and I highly, highly recommend it. I looked at IIN too, but I truly just wanted to learn. And the doctors that were in the program from Mind Body Green were people that I already admired so much that I was so excited to get into the program because you get office hours with them. I had office hours with Dr. Mark Hyman and Dr. Will Cole and Dr. Frank Lipman and Dr. Taz Bhatia. And these are all great doctors that I already was, you know, consuming their content. So I was very excited to be part of a program where I not only was able to learn from them, but had access to them and was able to ask them questions during office hours. Um, and yeah, that was, I mean, it took me a year and a half to finish that program because I was working full-time at the same time. But I started Health Accomplice at that time as well because every day I would go into work and my my ex-coworker, current best friend, Christopher, shout out to Christopher, every day he'd be like, um, when are you starting a blog so I can like read all of this because I don't want to like I have questions on the weekends and I just need a place to go. <laughs> when are you starting something? When are you starting something? And every day I'd be like, okay, I need I need to just do it. I don't know what it will be called. So I think I was like on the subway one day. It was just like writing down names and came up with health accomplice because I just really wanted to be an accomplice to people on their health journeys, just a guide because feeling alone and feeling lost and inundated with all that information is, can be so overwhelming. And it's so frustrating when you go to people who are experts like doctors and they can't give you any answers. And that's not to say there aren't incredible doctors out there. I've seen, I've seen such incredible doctors out there for sure. Um, who are problem solvers, true problem solvers, true critical thinkers. They are not just like, Hey, I learned that these symptoms in medical school require this drug, um, which unfortunately I was not finding the great doctors, um, but doctors like Dr. Mark Hyman and Will Cole and Taz Bhatia are all examples of incredible people who took their medical school education and layered it with a problem-solving, critical thinking, Eastern medicine, holistic approach that is so, so helpful. So there's so many great doctors out there, but yeah, there are also so many doctors out there who will just be like, here's a prescription. And that is, yeah, that was super frustrating for me. So mm. yeah, I wanted to offer some sort of place and guidance for people on that journey who were getting that treatment, who were, you know, getting the, the answers of, we don't know, but here's a prescription. We don't know, but here's a prescription. Um, people need to be empowered in their own health. We all need to. We kind of in the last centuries, we've gotten so far away from our food, knowing where our food comes from, but also our bodies being one with the body and being connected to our bodies and being more in like listening to our own intuition because we all have it. And it's all so powerful. We've, we've gotten so far away from that. So my goal was to help people get back to that and really guide them to that. 
because we all have the answers within us. What a wonderful story of A, how you just followed your curiosity and what naturally interested you and what people are already coming to you for. And you didn't need to like explode your world and like quit your job and do all these things to follow it. You just introduced it to your life and discovered a passion. I feel like a lot of times whenever I'm coaching people, they'll say, look, I don't know what my vision is. I don't know what I want to do ultimately. And it's always followed by a recommendation from me of like following the breadcrumbs of your interest and your passion, Mm -hmm. because you said it took you a year and a half, you know, to kind of like work through that program and all of that. You may not get it immediately, but by following that information and what naturally lights you up, you'll find yourself in a totally different place down the road. And here you are with your own business, helping others through their own challenges. It's just so nice to hear how that can work out for people and that you were brave enough to do that. So thank you for doing that. A question that I have for you that I don't understand at all, uh, functional nutrition, in my mind, it's almost like this thing that's in between, but not exactly the same as general nutrition, like standard mainstream nutrition, and is also different from like the medical world's view of things. I don't know, where does it sit in the world of nutrition and the medical world, and how does it relate to different belief systems and modalities? Yeah, so... Food as medicine in particular can be a subset of nutrition. Nutrition is a very like broad term depending on what you're solving for, right? Nutrition, so obviously in order for your body to work in harmony and and be in its, you know, equilibrium state, you need to have the right nutrients. And nutrition serves to make sure you're filling nutrient gaps in your diet. So for example, if you are B12 deficient, what can we do? We need to incorporate more um, chicken or if you're vegan or vegetarian, we need to supplement with it. So broadly speaking, nutrition aims to fill in the gap of standard nutrients that we need to operate and function as a human. Okay. Functional nutrition is more of a subset of that where it's like it's more targeted to serve and to solve for various illnesses and or conditions. So, for example, if you have a skin conditions like eczema or if you have like a hormonal imbalance, it's not necessarily enough to just have the baseline nutrients. Now we have to figure out like what can we incorporate What foods can we incorporate to get your progesterone levels up because you're not producing enough progesterone to ovulate and you're not getting pregnant because you're not ovulating. And so it's a more targeted approach of using food um, in conjunction with any kind of supplements or medicine. I think it works hand in hand with all with the whole field. Like we should look at this holistically, right? Because this is a great example. So They are testing out immunotherapy for cancer patients right now. And one thing that they notice is that it works for some people and it doesn't work for others. Why is it not working for that particular group, but it is working for this group? The group that it is working for has a better microbiome, has more diversity in their microbiome. They're eating more prebiotic food, probiotics. Etc. So clearly diet plays a role in making treatments effective. So even if you are going the Western medicine route and you're trying different modalities to heal a certain ailment, 
your diet is going to play a big role in determining whether those therapies are going to be successful or not. And all health starts in the gut. This is like a thousand, thousand year old concept that now science is just catching up to. It's really crazy that we've known so many things over the course of, you know, centuries, but science hasn't caught up to proving whether they're true or not. Um, So now it's so funny that there are these old wives tales and there are these ancient traditions of like why we eat salad first before you eat your main course. And now science is realizing like, oh my God, we eat salad first because it actually creates more digestive enzymes in our stomach so we can digest our main meal better. That's like a great reason to eat salad before we eat anything. And it helps balance our blood sugar, et cetera. It's like, how did they know this thousands of years ago? They're just like intuitively, going back to your intuition, intuitively knew. We Mm. all know this. We don't need science to prove it. I mean, some people do. But we already know it's good for us. We've already known it for thousands of years. And so one of the things we've known for thousands of years is that gut health is the foundation of all health. And diet is plays an incredibly huge role in gut health. So does stress um, and environmental toxins, but diet plays an incredibly huge role. So if you're working with a doctor on Western medicine modalities, you're going to need a very healthy microbiome that is nurtured with diet and food in a way where it's functional nutrition, more so food as medicine, so that you're targeting a healthy microbiome for anything to work better. There's just so many good nuggets in there. And you said so much so well, I actually marked it down because I want to go back and re-listen to some of that and reprocess it. I'm wondering, so for functional nutrition, you can actually go with a specific ailment in the hopes to be able to heal. It's not just the broad generalized nutrition. What are some of the most fascinating or like awe-inspiring outcomes or transformations that you've seen in this work since you've been doing it? Yeah, I just had a a friend of a friend post that she healed her eczema, was covered in eczema and healed it with mind, body and spirit. Obviously meditation, there is a big stress component um, when you think about any kind of skin condition, uh, lowering your cortisol levels, lowering your stress so you can absorb those nutrients from your food is helpful. And she changed her diet and that was a really big game changer. Okay, so one thing that has been a craze for a while is celery juice. Celery juice is a functional food. And this is what I mean when we talk about food as medicine. Sure, it's got some nutrients, but you're not drinking celery juice for the nutrients. You're drinking it because it has mineral salts that specifically bind to toxins in your liver. And when you drink enough celery juice, those salts will bind to the toxins in your liver and flush them out. A lot of people's skin conditions are created from a toxic environment in your body. So like you're overloaded with toxins and you just need a better system for detoxing. Our bodies were made for detox, by the way, but the world we live in today, we're just overloaded. And so we just need more help. There's too much coming in and too much coming at us and we're not detoxifying quickly enough. So then we're becoming inundated. And so the toxins build up. And a lot of those, um, our liver is like the screen door And so a lot of that gets trapped in there. So celery is a good example of a functional food that helps you detox the liver. And a lot of people have seen incredible transformations from celery juice in their skin health. It's not for everybody. Again, 
everybody's so different and so unique. Some people can't handle celery juice. It bloats them. Some people don't, shouldn't be drinking cold foods. They need to eat warmer foods. Um, Chinese medicine is a big, you know, they preach a lot of just warming foods to the body. One is so unique. So it's a matter of, again, going back to following your intuition. That's my key. And like, if anyone can be listening to this and take one thing away from this is you already have the answers in you. We are also unique. Following what somebody else is doing is abandoning yourself. It's denying yourself. If it resonates with you, though, that's great. If it's like, oh, my God, that actually sounds really good to me. I feel like I really want to try celery juice. And then you try it and you're like, whoa, I feel amazing. Keep going. Um, But really check in with yourself and listen to your own intuition because your body has that internal guidance system already built in where it knows what to do to do for your specific constitution. That's such an important point to make. And I'm so glad that you told the listeners that because, I mean, I personally have had that journey with the celery juice, for example, where I went off birth control a few years ago and I was originally put on it whenever I was only 14 or 15 years old for acne. And they put Mm -hmm. me on it, didn't explain any of the side effects or risks. And I was just on it for 15, 16 years straight. Um, And so I learned about the celery juice, right? And then there was like the second step for me of feeling into whether I wanted to try it or not. And then almost like a continuation of going with it and thinking like, oh, how does this feel to me to like do this, you know, on repeat? And there was a time where I thought, okay, I feel complete with this. And now it's so funny that it came up again. I'm thinking I really want to start drinking celery juice again. And so whenever you bring up intuition, some people are like, well, how do I know my intuition says? Sometimes it just comes to you. Like you have an urge, right? And you think like, okay, my body's saying something. I want to get back on that again. And for me, it helped to clear up my skin, uh, you know, after I was going through that transition because your body, whenever you're put on birth control for acne, it can like really break out again when you go off of it. And so having that and then all kinds of other things, mostly, if not all nutrition and herbal supplement based supporting me and knowing, being able to like, number one, learn, but then choose from all the different points of view and all the things that I found and make my own sort of like path forward with professional advice. It felt so empowering and it worked. Yes, I love that. Yes, it's so important to highlight that because I think a lot of times we ignore our intuition. We're like, well, this person's an expert or it's working for this person and their skin looks great. So I'm just going to force myself into it. And every time you do that, you abandon yourself. So you really have to take a moment. And if people don't know how to follow their intuition, it's, it's just getting quiet and listening to that inner voice. And not the mean one that's (laughs) fear-based. Oh no, not the fear-based one. Not the (laughs) fear-based one. So can you tell us a little bit more about your work and your business and how you help support people? Yeah. So my work is primarily creating content that helps support people on their health journeys. And I'm trying to make it as accessible as possible. I also do work with some people one-on-one. But the way that I I like to do that, I don't work with a lot of people one-on-one because I like to dive super deep into it and kind of be their guide, an ongoing resource, answer any questions be their cheerleader, remind them of their own power, all of the, all of those things. A lot of what I focus on is what can I create that will help the most people? 
And I have a website with a ton of free resources. And one of the biggest things that I have on there that is super helpful is a three-week reset. And you don't have to do it in three weeks. You could just, you know, self-pace it. But it's it's meant to be a three-week reset to focus on nutrition, detoxification, and uh, blood sugar balance. And it just goes through all of my learnings. It basically consolidated my like 12-year-plus journey into 20-minute videos, taking away like the key highlights. Um, and the goal is to help people get to know their bodies better so that they can make the right decisions for themselves when it comes to food, when it comes to products too, because environmental toxins are um, are definitely... A consideration as well when it comes to your health and wellness and all of that. So it's free on my website, thehealthaccomplice.com. Um, it's under courses. That sounds like an excellent first step or even fifth step or 10th step for people who are interested in making changes in their health and well-being and they're not quite sure where to start or where to go next. Other than your website, how can people follow along with your journey and connect with you? Yeah, um, on Instagram, Health Accomplice, and the podcast is um, health, health Accomplice, all Health Accomplice. I know Accomplice is a little like hard to spell for some people, but it's <laughs> A-C-C-O-M-P-L-I-C-E. Thank God for spell correct. Yeah, (laughs) we got this. And I I think you already spoke to this a little bit earlier, but I always ask this question before closing. If you could leave our listeners with one strong message, what would it be? Um, You have all the answers already. Mm. Sit quiet with yourself and listen to yourself because you are a powerhouse. I think people need to be reminded of their own power. And I'm here to do Mm. that. Beautiful. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much for joining and sharing all of this with people on the show. Thank you. Loved it. Thank you for having me. I really, really appreciate it. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to be kept in the loop on new episodes like it, follow us on Instagram at Abundantly Curious or join the email list at the link in our show description and show notes. And if you've got extra love to give, which we always welcome, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. And remember, when we open our minds, we open to new possibilities.